Welcome to the second episode of the Corona Classroom series. This week, we had the chance to interview Zero Gravity CEO, Joe Sadden. So in this interview, we basically discussed everything about the current application process, what we could change, and personal statement tips, etc. And this episode was really, really, really interesting and really fun to do for both of us. And yeah. we just want to thank um, Joe for coming on and interviewing or being our interviewing. They were zero gravity were really great in emailing yeah. us back. And um the fact that they even acknowledged us emailing them. <laughs> like when I suggested that we get them on the I was like, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. I just <laughs> said this as an offhand comment to someone and she was like email them and I was like yeah of course yeah, they'll reply. Let's do it. they actually did so yeah but yeah honestly the entire experience was just so surreal so amazing and we learned so much from it wasn't even that long enough of an interview but we learned so 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 much yeah. and we're just really awesome. grateful for the opportunity our second time interviewing and we've done these episodes the last episode from last week which if you haven't listened please do journey to med amazing great um and this episode were filmed the night after each other so yeah we were like really at it this week <laughs> but our our interviewing skills through the roof honestly there's nothing better than a good interview no there is not it is great we're getting better at it as well and please give us tips for who we should interview actually yes please do as you know when i get the polls up again soon so yeah. do tell us who you want interviewed and we will try as best as we can to do it on lower six the this series is still for you as much as it is for us because we ask a lot of questions about what you can do and there is a lot that you can do in lower six to prepare yeah there's a specific question for you in there for you we have not forgotten about the year below yeah all right so with that said we'll let you listen to the interview now Enjoy. Okay, so we're really excited today's interview of Joe from Zero Gravity, the CEO on, and this is a, a service that I actually use myself, a mentoring service, and I've been using it since about the start of summer, and it has been really helpful, so we are very excited for this episode. I'll hand it over to Joe to explain a bit about what Zero Gravity is and what its aims are. Sure, so Zero Gravity is a digital mentoring organisation, and what we do is we connect students around the UK who are just about to make their university applications to top universities with university undergraduates currently studying at those universities that they want to go to so it's completely digital students can sign up to our platform in under 60 seconds where they can then choose from a, a choice of uh, mentors so you know, if you want to study chemistry at the university of leeds inevitably you'll get a nice short list of mentors to choose from of currently chem current chemistry students studying at leeds and then once you connect with a, with a standout mentor you, you then go through a program of one-to-one -one video sessions so it's making those those connections really easy through the laptop and through the mobile phone and the philosophy of the organization is to sort of you know give students access to those resources which if you're from a you know an affluent family or go to a really good school you just get automatically as a birthright we want to make sure that everyone has access to those and we want to provide it in a, in a way that young people are familiar with which nowadays is, is through the mobile phone so i started the organization originally for my student bedroom in, in West Yorkshire and uh, we've been growing from there ever since. All right, thank you. And how is use of the platform in Northern Ireland? So, so we have a, a fair few students from Northern Ireland. I think Northern Ireland is a particularly um, important area for us. You know, we're an organisation which is all about 
improving rates of people going to university in, in parts of the country where not many people um, do that. And, and Northern Ireland is one of those areas where there's not enough students from Northern Ireland going to top universities. And that's something that I really wanted to, to change. So, you know, be able to provide a service which is, is digital, I think is particularly important. They're allowing students in Northern Ireland to connect with mentors studying at universities on the on the British mainland, I think is, is a really important thing to do. So you know, it's, it's, it's fantastic. And I, I think what's, what's, what's really interesting as well is seeing some of the stories that, that come out of our platform and how that inspires the future generation. Now we've got students who are like the first person ever in their school to go to a university like Oxford and Cambridge. And obviously that's incredible for the students themselves, but being able to see that story sort of inspire the next generation and seeing sort of the lower years of those schools want to apply to top universities as well. Is, is really exciting. So I'm, uh, I'm very much enjoying all the work that we're doing in Northern Ireland this year. And I'm sure we'll have loads of incredible success stories out of, out of Northern Ireland as the university office start to roll in over the coming months. Um, Zero Gravity, it's a great platform and it is really straightforward to use, but what tips do you have for getting the most out of it when you do use it? I think the main thing is being really clear at the outset about what your ambition is and, and what you want to achieve. Um, I think in, in, with, with young people in university, uh, the advice that's out there isn't always good. And sometimes it's very shallow. You know, people concentrate a lot on you know, sort of brand names of particular universities or the sort of brand names of particular types of courses. And people don't always think, you know, why am I actually going to university? What do I want to do this for? So my main encouragement to students would be think, think deep and hard about why you want to go to university. Is it because you really, really love your subject? And that's what you want to do or is it that you want to you know go into a certain type of career or is it something else and that's really important because once you've identified your sort of motivating factor it can make your your journey to university much more directed in terms of you know your choices and the sort of activities you should be you should be doing i suppose the other thing to say as well is that you know university isn't necessarily for for everyone you know the the landscape has changed quite dramatically in the past couple of years if you're a sort of a very career motivated person actually doing an apprenticeship rather than going to university might be the best thing for, for you. So I'd encourage students to sort of have a really deep think about why they want to do this before they connect with a mentor. Then once they've done that, your mentor can sort of then help you get to where your ambitions want to take you. Uh, in terms of the actual application process, what would you say are the top things you should focus on personal statement wise? I think you've got to make it as much as possible about showing the admissions officer who's reading the statement that you are a student who cares passionately about your course and that you've already demonstrated some of the skills and interests that would make you a really interesting student to teach for that university. I mean, one of the mistakes students often make on personal statements is that they either you know, put in intelligent things in there or, what, or things that they think are intelligent, which don't actually mean anything. You know, vacuous quotes, um, you know, random, you know, drop, dropping random books that they've never read before. Or the other thing that people do is that sometimes they uh, just list lots of their achievements with, with no context. And, and that's not the best way to inspire an admissions officer. If you want to create a real standout personal statement, you've got to think at the outset, what skills and interests do I really want to demonstrate? And then once you've decided that, then you can think of the actual concrete things you put in there. So it might be the case that you you mention a book, but the really important thing is actually how do you how do you mention what you got out of the book? How how do you mention some of the interesting things that that you read in there and how that sort of developed your your knowledge and understanding and passion? And actually being able to talk in that sort of very articulate way about an experience is what an admission officer 
really wants to see. They don't want to see a, a list of achievements. And I think what's good about that is actually that makes the system more inclusive when you understand it in that manner. You don't have to do the most impressive work experience in the world. Sometimes the most impressive thing on a personal statement can be something really small and really silly. You know, I've seen people talk on a personal statement about, about really strange things before. You know, people who, who play football every week um, and have talked about how you know, playing football inspired them to study physics because they were interested in sort of the, the movement of the ball. And they spoke about that in a really um, articulate way. And actually being able to do that is, is far more impressive than you know, just mentioning that you did some work experience at, at NASA, but not really talking about how that inspired you to, to want to study physics. Because with everything going on this year, a lot of people are worried about how you manage a personal statement and work whenever everything else is going on in the world and we missed so much work at the end of last year. Um, is there, what advice would you have on that or just how would you say to still put the best into your personal statement and manage your work as well? Yeah, I, I think the first thing is you've got to have an admission of, of uh, fallibility. You know, this is a really difficult time for for young people. You know, the, the, the last year of school is a difficult time at the best of times, let alone in the middle of a, a global pandemic with all the educational disruption. So I think the first thing is just to note that this is a really difficult situation and it's it's okay to feel anxious about your future or, or stress because this is a naturally stressful situation. There's lots of adults that aren't coping particularly well at the moment either. I think in, in terms of making it a little bit more manageable, I think the most important thing is to break down the personal statement into chunks. The worst thing you can do is try and you know, do it all in one batch or hurry at the end because that's just going to make you really stressed out. And these, these things take time. You, you over time, once you get more feedback from different people, it all develop and evolve. So I break it down into chunks and maybe focus on doing it paragraph by paragraph. You know, try and decide at the outset what do you want your key theme to be in a paragraph and then build your paragraph up slowly over time. And maybe focusing on just building one paragraph per week. Is a, is a maybe is a far more manageable way to do it than trying to write out a, an essay all at once. Also for the personal statement, do you have any sort of tips for people with the earlier deadline? Because I know both me and Olivia have to meet October 15th. Yeah, so, so with the earlier deadline, it becomes even more stressful still, which is, uh, which, which is never, a, never a good thing. I, I suppose with the, the earlier deadline for Oxbridge, um, I mean, the thing to bear in mind is that for, for Oxford and Cambridge University in particular, the early deadline, the personal statement maybe isn't as important as it is for, for other universities. So if you're applying to a, a university uh, which doesn't have the early deadline, where all you're submitting is your UCAS application and personal statement, then your personal statement is pretty important because that's a, a key data point for admissions officer other than your sort of academic record and history. If you're applying to a university on the early deadline, which has like a admissions test or an interview actually those things tend to be more important than the personal statement so I, I suppose that's not to say that you, you still shouldn't put time and effort into building a great personal statement but maybe uh, don't get stressed out if it's, it's not quite as good as you want it to be because what's really important is, uh, is smashing those admissions tests those are usually the sort of uh, the main uh, hurdle to overcome in order to get those university interviews. I think especially being from Northern Ireland, we see a lot of schools with an attitude of just oh, apply to Queen's and we aren't really encouraged to look at England usually because of the fees and stuff and we can get cheaper fees in Northern Ireland. So it's definitely we're pushed away from schools in England quite a lot or even mostly maybe pushed towards Scotland, but not towards England at all. Do you think there is a problem with attitudes in schools, especially more working class schools? And do you think there is that needs to be improved? 
I, th I think it's about deciding what you ultimately want to do. Like if, if you want to go into a career which would require you to work in London eventually, and it would absolutely probably make sense for you to you know move to a university either in London where you've got the, the city on your doorstep or or just outside. Whilst you know if, if you're interested in moving into a sector which is actually really well developed in in Northern Ireland, then actually going to Queens makes sense. But I, I think students first need to really think about what do I ultimately want to achieve, and then that can inform the decision about moving away from home. But I think it is a big issue. One of the things we see when we look into the data is that if you go, go go to a school which is um, which is less high achieving, or you come from a, a sort of a, a lower socioeconomic background, you tend to stay far closer to the place where you grew up than students who go to super high performing schools and come from affluent backgrounds. And and that can be a problem in terms of limiting people's opportunities and and life experience. So so I would encourage students to sort of look at the look at the range of options. And and yes, there's no there's different fee structures, but I think what people should remember about about university tuition as well is, you know, although people call it a, a debt, it's, it's really an additional tax. You know, you don't have to suddenly pay it back when you graduate. You pay it back slowly over time and only if you can afford to pay it. And so I'd also encourage students to maybe look a little bit deeper about how the system actually works because it's, it's often misrepresented in the media and hopefully that might allay some of those concerns about the financial implications of it. Is there anything about the current application process that you would change if you could change it? If, if I was in charge of the university application process, I would completely change it. And my, my personal opinion is uh, the UCAS system is uh, completely out of date. Um, it, it, it's a system which was invented for a completely different world, you know, a world in which you know, you've got to submit you know, personal statements on, on desktop computers. It's not made, I don't think, for the social media age. And I, th I think the, the difficult thing about the system as well, and I think this was reflected on the... Uh, whole A-level and GCSE results um, sort of the chaos and disaster of a couple of weeks ago is you know, it doesn't really make sense to have a system where you apply to university before you get your A-level grades. Um, so what, one of the things I, I would most certainly change is move towards a, a system where people apply to university after they've got their, their A-levels. I think the, the whole system as it works at the moment with, with predicted grades and, and universities having to make guesses about how students will do is, is far from optimal. Um, so I, I would really like to see the, the UCAS system reinvented um, and, and remoulded for the, the new age. I think it's really important to do that at the moment because I think what we've seen in the pandemic is it's really exacerbated inequalities in education. And those schools and families who, who know how to operate the current UCAS system have a huge advantage compared to those who, who don't. So that, I think that makes it more important than ever for people to look really deeply about how we can change that system to make it not only more accessible and intuitive for young people, but more fair as well. I think really coming to the end of it, we have a lot of listeners who would be in lower sixth now. Is there anything you would say to them to try and get ahead and make it less stressful coming into next year when they'll have to do their personal statement and stuff to make it less last minute? I, I think the main thing is, again, the personal statement is built around paragraphs which demonstrate your subject interest and your understanding and knowledge. So. The, the best way to be able to write a personal statement is to you know, have you know, four or five things that you do over the course of lower sixth, which then you can write about in a, in a year's time. So it might be you pinpoint a couple of books that you think would be really important to read or a couple of activities which you think would feed into your passion and try and do those in lower sixth so you're not sort of uh, having to read books at the last minute when you, when you get into your, your final year. And so that's why I suggest. But the most important thing 
I think is as well, use this as a, a period of discovery. Now try and read as widely as possible. Of course, schoolwork is really, really important, but, but in giving, giving yourself the opportunity to explore lots of different subjects and lots of different careers is really important because this is a really big seminal choice which is, is coming up. Now when you apply to university for a particular degree, you want to study that subject for three years, it's pretty intense. So if, it, if it's not a subject that you, that you enjoy, uh, it can be quite a difficult time. And on the flip side, if it is a subject that you enjoy, it can be an incredible experience. So I think using lower sixth as a, as a time to reflect on what, what you really want to do and what really sort of gets you out of bed um, is a really important thing to do. No worries at all, guys. What, what, what's, your, uh, what, what's your ambitions with the, the podcast? Um, I will, I will, what was, what's the story behind how you, how you set it up and, and, and what you wanted to achieve out of it? Well, actually, we have like quite a strange story of actually meeting and becoming friends. So we thought that could factor into it. But the main aim is that being in Northern Ireland, there's not very many opportunities compared to like being in England or compared to being in Scotland. And there's just not many people speaking up for young people here. So we thought that was something we should kind of do. Yeah. Uh, and how do you guys currently feel about all the, the chaos going on in the world? Is that, is that something which is oh, giving so you anxiety or, or have you just embraced it at this point? Um, I mean, it's yeah. like getting used to the new normal, but it's yeah. still quite stressful. Especially with school, yeah. There's so many schools like closing down and stuff. Like I, I know there's one around the corner that's like their sick form is out now because there's a couple of cases. So it's just hoping that your school doesn't suddenly get closed, especially like a week before the deadline or something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Just hope yeah. for the best, really. I, I suppose mm -hmm. Northern Ireland's in the news again a little bit this week, isn't it? As well with the uh, with all the stuff on the Withdrawal Act and and Brexit and oh, stuff yeah, like international treaties and laws. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we get forgotten about until the last minute, and then they're like, "Oh, there's a border there, really? <laughs> Nobody even that." And then they try mm -hmm. and figure something out. But... So, what wh whereabouts exactly in Northern Ireland are both of you from? Uh, just outside Belfast. And, yeah. and then how, so, so what, that's a, like a small suburban town, is it? It's pretty well. Anywhere else, it wouldn't be a city. And it was a town up until about 10 years ago. But it has like yeah. the two best schools in Northern Ireland, though. Like the yeah. two best high schools are both in Lisbon. It's quite weird. I, I feel like uh, it's quite a strange thing to say, but I'm, I'm originally from Yorkshire in the north of England. Uh, I feel like Yorkshire and Northern Ireland are actually, you know, fairly similar areas in the sense that no like they've both got very distinct you no know, cultures compared to the rest of the the uk um and i think that the second part as well is you know, the educational system though know, there's lots of grammar schools in northern ireland and and yorkshire is one of the areas which also has a grammar schools system remaining as well um but i, I certainly know the feeling of you no know, people sort of ignoring you until an issue comes <laughs> up and then you get to get put on the map that's, that's certainly how i felt when i was i was growing up in yorkshire as well yeah, it's mm. definitely a struggle. We get, yeah, there's just not a lot of opportunity, I think, in a lot yeah. of ways. Like with work well, experience and stuff, it's like, yeah. Well, what, what do you guys want to do? Um, I want to do HSPS at Cambridge and then eventually go into journalism, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And I want to do medicine, but I'm not quite sure where yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gosh. No, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very glad I'm not doing my university application at the moment. I was, it was stressful enough when I was doing it five years ago, let alone, let alone now. Are, are you both set on moving to, the, to, the, to England or, or do you, are you thinking of staying in, in Northern Ireland if, 
I'm hopefully leaving. Yeah, I don't think I'll be staying here. <laughs> I'm definitely going to apply here, but whether I stay is another thing. It just depends on what happens. Really. What, what, what do your parents think about that? Are they are they keen for you to stay nearby, or do they not? They not yeah, mind where you go. They're like, yeah, stay here. And they're okay with me going away. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's quite it's quite strange. I remember when I was when I was seventeen, I, I just wanted to escape from home as as quickly as possible. Um, yeah. But again, like York, Yorkshire is very similar. Where like if most people in Yorkshire where I'm from just go to University of Leeds or Huddersfield and like stay at home during the degree, so like the culture is very much that like, you don't leave your your hometown. It's, it's quite weird as well because like I live in London now where. Um, everything sort of steams. People do everything at a slightly older age in London than the rest of the UK. There's lots of my friends who are sort of 23 and still living in Yorkshire who are sort of you know, having babies and getting married and stuff, which, uh, which is quite quite strange to see on my Instagram. Given, given I think I'm, I'm a long, long way away from that at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's the same thing here. Definitely, like I think everyone in schools here applies to the local university. I don't think there's one person that doesn't like put an application there at least. I think Olivia's frozen. She's frozen in quite a yeah. quite funny position on, on the camera. Um, so I've actually I've got I've got to, I've got to head off now because I've got a meeting at, okay. at half seven. No um, but but really appreciate coming on the uh, no problem. It's been great. And if, if you could send over a send over the link once it's it's out, that would be incredible. I'll give it we'll give it a listen and a, listen and a, and a share within my network. But uh, good good luck with. Good luck with everything. It's, uh, it's a you. cool thing that you're doing. I hope you're enjoying thank doing you, it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the episode. You made it the whole way through. I really hope you got something out of it. Um, big thanks to Joe and everyone over at Zero Gravity who made this happen. Um, again, let us know anyone you want us to do future collabs with, your favourite study tuber, whatever, and we will reach out to them and try and get them on an episode. Make sure you follow us on all of our platforms. We are CrosswirePod on just about everything. Well, on everything. Um, keep listening to the podcast <laughs> we have a couple more episodes of the corona classroom we hope you're enjoying it um big thanks to zero gravity again make sure you check them out check out their service it really is great and yeah we'll see you next week